This last week, uh, uh, Father Clater and I were walking across the parking lot back to the rectory after something, and and he uh, kind of shared with me uh, something that had happened to him uh, last week or the previous week. He had uh, had a full day and he just finished confessions over at the Crane Road Church in the evening, and he was going back to the rectory uh, just to kick his feet up and, and relax uh, a little bit before he went to bed. And, and just as he sat down, uh, the phone rang, his phone rang, his cell, and it was, it was Delmore Hospital, asking him if he would come and uh, anoint a, a baby. So he got up and he went to Delmore, and, and there was a family there, and uh, this baby was in the uh, neonatal intensive care. And so he went in and he baptized this baby, which is an amazing thing. They're in these incubators and you put these gloves on and you wear a mask, and uh, they give you uh, holy water, but through a, like a, a, it's it's in a, like a dropper, a little eyedropper. So you take it and you baptize the baby and. And so that's what he did, which is pretty awesome. And, but he spent a good part of his, his, uh, his night with them, uh, just helping them and hanging out with them, trying to, waiting to see how the baby was gonna do. And finally he said, I gotta go, I gotta, you know, I've got mass, my morning mass is coming up. You know, so he went home and, uh, but before he left, he told, he told the dad, he goes, yeah, here's my cell number and I just, I want you to call me and let me know how it turns out. Like, let me know how the baby's doing. And whatever, you know, if you need help, let me know. And, and he waited and, you know, the dad never called. So we were back to the, the sweep where we were walking across the parking lot after something and and he, and he told me that story, and he says, you know, I really wish that dad would have called me. I really want to know how the baby's doing. And he was, he was a little bit sad about it. I said, you know, I, I said, John, I said, I've been a priest, uh, you know, 25 years, and this happens a lot, where we enter into somebody's experience, their life, their moment, at real critical times, and we never get to see how it turns out. This happens a lot to us, and I'm sure it happens to all of us, right? But, you know, we come in, something like this, like a crisis moment, a sacrament, a baptism, a, a, a marriage, a wedding, a, you know, a crisis in the marriage, anointings, death. And we're in it, we're, we, we get, all the big moments we priests. And it's the best part of our life, uh, aside from saying Mass, just being there and being able to be a part of all these things. But when we're finished, oftentimes, most of the time, we never get to see like the fruit of it. Like what happened to the baby? John's never going to find out. Father Clater, excuse me. He's never going to find out. Unless the, the dad remembers and says, oh, by the way, or he runs into him somewhere and says, oh, by the way, thank you for that moment. And that does happen. People come up to me and say, you know, Monsignor, 25 years ago, you, you said this to me, and it changed my life. I'm like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> I have no idea. 
And the Lord gives us those signal graces, those consolations, just to remind us, you know. It does make a difference. And how many things do you experience in your life where you plant a seed, but you never get to see the fruit? You, you know, you, you do something for this person or, you know, this experience happens. You know, some of the things you're doing right now, let's say let's, an example for your kids who aren't practicing anymore. And you're, you're praying and you're shedding tears and you're, you're encouraging. And, and, and maybe you're never going to get to see them come back, but they will. You plant the seeds, but you don't get to see the fruit. Unless the Lord, in a moment of, of love for us, uh, gives us a consolation or a signal of grace because he knows we need it. We plant the seeds, but oftentimes we don't get to see the fruit. You know, in the, in, in the gospel today, in this beautiful experience of John the Baptist who's in jail and is filled with joy. John the Baptist in jail with joy. John jail joy. Right? And here's a guy who spent his whole life doing one thing. Using every gift and talent and resource to prepare the way of Jesus. John has spent his entire life pointing at somebody other than himself. And here he is just as it's about, it's about to explode into fulfillment and he's, and he's going to be gone. And so in the final humiliation, here he is in this dark, dank dungeon. Dark, dank dungeon. <laughs> I'm being very alliterative today. Uh, and he has this final humiliation of sending his disciples away. And he said, go ask that guy if he's the one. So we're all like John the Baptist in a sense. We plant seeds, but oftentimes we don't get to see the fruit. But here he is filled with joy. See, we, I think we, we can say, I... The joy comes when I get to see the fulfillment. No, the joy comes when we do what we're called to do. The joy comes when we plant seeds. The joy comes when we use the gifts and resources of our life to point to Jesus. Whether we see the fruit or not is irrelevant. Sometimes we do. Signal grace, consolation, thank you Jesus. But our joy comes from being a disciple, pointing to him and saying, that's the one, not me, him. Not about me, it's about him. That's where the joy comes from. Today, we celebrate Gaudete Sunday, Gaudium, joy. And here's John in jail. And we're saying joy. Here's John in jail, and he's filled with joy. What gives? I want to see the fruit. We're told to have joy. Now, this, this, uh, this color, where does it come from? Why, why, this, why is this the sign of joy? Well, think of it this way. Uh, an example. I sit in my, uh, in my room in the morning and I drink my coffee and I pray my bravery, say my prayers. And as I'm drinking my coffee, I, there, that, uh, there's a window, a door in my room that 
is, is glass and you look out and it faces east. So in the morning, on a nice, sunny, clear morning, uh, before the sun is even up, the sky begins to, to brighten and there's this split, spit of color, just, um, just at that emergence of, of the dawn. Just as, and as I'm looking east, just as, as the sun begins to rise over Christ Community Church, right there. <laughs> that's, my, that's my backyard. <laughs> I pray for them every day. <laughs> and I say to myself, I'm going to get you folks back. <laughs> but just as the sun comes up, it's this color. That's why, that's why we use this color. It's just at the breaking of the dawn, just as the, as the sun is about to come upon us. Here we are, so close to the birth of the sun. And we're acknowledging we're so close. We can taste it. And we step back in this season of preparation where we're so busy with presents and music and food and parties and Wrapping and getting ready for our days off. It's like step back. It's not about us. It's not about the. It's not about the fruit. It's about the. It's the sowing of the seeds. It's about pointing to Jesus. There, look, the breaking of of the dawn. The sun is coming. Joy. And when they go, these disciples, they go to John, or they go to Jesus, and Jesus says, tell, tell John what you see in here. And what do they see in here? They see what is the taste of our future, a restoration of creation, a healing of all that ails us through the gift of grace and love. We, we see this, they return to, to John and say, we saw this woman, a blind woman who is now all of a sudden looking at her hand and turning it like a diamond. See a deaf boy who is snapping his fingers and jumping. See a lame man who is dancing and laughing. We see poor people who aren't poor anymore. We see the fruit. And they tell John, John is filled with joy in his dark, dank dungeon while Herod parties up in his palace. There's a story, and I'll end it with this. There's a story of that conversation as the disciples return and tell John what they've seen and heard. And John says to them in reply, Herod is upstairs in revelry and panting he promises his daughter half his kingdom half a kingdom if she will but dance for him and John says to them surely she will ask for me because what am I 
but half a kingdom. I can denounce a king, but I cannot enthrone one. I can strip an idol of its power, but I cannot reveal the true God. I can wash a soul in sand and water, but I cannot dress it in white. I can devour the word of God like honey, but I cannot lace his sandal. I can, con- I can condemn sin, but I cannot bear it away. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John smiles. And in that dark, lonely place, he laughs and dances, dances to those long ago memories of those leaps for joy in the womb of his mother. I am half a kingdom. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Happy, joyful are we who are called to his supper.